You're listening to Around Comics, episode 260, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and Evangelion from Funimation. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week a revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. And normally Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. We've been saying that for six weeks, so I guess we've officially moved for the time being. No, we will be back at Dark Tower, I Rolling promise. Rolling the cots. But, <laughs> but yes, sleeping we, we've taken over, Patrick. We're it here. It depends. Can Patrick cook? I can, and I have plenty <laughs> well, of room for doomed. all of you. You're doomed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Challengers Comics and Conversation, it is located at 1845 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you are in the area, you should certainly drop by. And, uh, and like I said, we'll be back at, uh, at our other home of Dark Tower, which is at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago, two of the, the best comic shops in the area. So check those out. Uh, hey there, folks. I'm Christopher Naisman. We'll get you introduced to uh, this week's new panel. Uh, as always, Mr. Tom Cater. Hi. How Hello. are you? Good, Tom. Yeah, yeah, happy yeah. happy day after Thanksgiving. Thank you. Black Friday. Yeah, it's the blackest Friday. Well, he's really happy Since to be alive this week. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? What are you thankful for, Tom? Um, I'm going to go shoot myself. Yeah, this show. thankful <laughs> for assisted suicide. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thankful for me being me. You, you should tell people what your dad told you on Thanksgiving. Oh, day. yeah, I walked in and my dad, and the first thing he says to me is, you know, I'm not always going to be here. And I was like, that is one of the most morbid things I've ever heard anyone say. I thought say. that's what you were thankful for. And he was like, no, I mean, literally here. I'm going to be in Florida one of these years for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> it is Thanksgiving. You know, I won't always be here for Thanksgiving, Tom. Because next year be. I'm going to be in Boca. And you're not invited. <laughs> that was sort of the in subtext. Boca, least, uh, yeah, you're not invited. You're going to stay up there, buddy. <laughs> Our next guest, uh, Mr. Christian Alame. Hello, Mr. Nisman. Well, hello there. How are you? Very well, thank you very much. We, uh, uh, our, our, our next guest, Patrick Brower, had uh, had suggested that we all talk in French accents for this episode, and they would have to guess who the real Christian Ami was. Oh, that's going to be tough. Oh, that's going to be tough. <laughs> oh, very nice. Whoa! <laughs> well done, my friend. <laughs> Well done, <laughs> Patrick. Thank you uh, for hosting us here. Happy holidays my, to you. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's 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 good. I always uh, always enjoy spending the holidays with uh, with family and friends, and and you guys uh, and you and and, and you guys you guys you are guys. in the third category of all of that. So no, it's it's great to <laughs> like friends and you <laughs> be here Whatever on the, uh, are, the the busiest shopping day of the year. And uh, and and Patrick was uh, was able to take a little bit of time out of his busy shopping. Uh, Thank day you here. very much to Ashley Challenger for actually coming in today and working when she was not scheduled to, so we could do this. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, now for comic shops busy busy shopping day. You know. It's not so much because every other store um, in the world has... Did, did you have any doorbuster deals? We did not have doorbuster deals. We're not doing any Black Friday sales. We're not doing any open early because most people right now are shopping for 
other people. And most of the people who shop for comic fans wait to the last second. And most comic fans shop for themselves every single week. Yeah, exactly. So you don't need to do anything special to get them in. We've been, it's been a regular Friday. We haven't seen a downturn in business. We haven't seen an upswing either, but we're not doing anything special for it. Maybe uh, We're doing this. We're having around comics here. Exactly, That's what we're doing. Exactly. May Maybe. I suggest like putting a very thin slice of turkey in Green Lantern 48? <laughs> <laughs> Thinly sliced meats inside issues. It's, it's a Christmas surprise. Uh, like, Why does my comic? smell like rot. Oh, wow. This is great. <laughs> it's it's the it's the whole Blackest Night tie-in. It has to smell like there a zombie. Go. Blackest Night comes with gravy. Now you know the drama. <laughs> Maybe people need to read it before they bag it. Yeah. <laughs> well, one, one of the places that people can uh, can score some pretty good Christmas presents for uh, for the, the comic book geek in their life, and, uh, and I'm sure if you're listening out there, you can suggest this to your loved ones to check out InStockTrades.com. We're waiting for the trade. It has never been easier. In Stock Trades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, omnibus editions, absolute editions, essentials, showcases, and more, all at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over $50 do, in fact, ship for free. And uh, you can, of course, check out our book club selection, Hellblazer Dangerous Habits. It is discounted at 47% off the cover price. It can be yours for the low, low price of $7.94. It's, uh, it's holiday-themed. Is it the Hellblazer? Yeah, right. It's, it's got like a touch of <laughs> oh, tough. Uh, it feels Christmas. like Christmas. Yeah. It feels like what he's going through is like spending time with your family. Well, you know, it's in, it's in it's it's in England, and so it's always cold and damp there. So it always yeah. feels Perfect. like the holiday Perfect. season. Chris, I'm amazed how you don't even have to look at any paper or notes for those. You just go through that. You look down as if you're trying to read the in-stock trades ad, but it's just off the top of your head. You Mar- Mar- Marta has to wake me up in the middle of the night because I'm I'm reading in-stock in, in trade <laughs> spots in the middle of the night. Hardcovers, uh, essential showcases, and more. Well, well, trades, honey, honey, wake easier, up. You said easier, something no, about everything easy. over $50 shipping for free. What, yeah. what was on. that? Tell the truth, Nisa, man. It's like every time you give her an, orm- an orgasm, you're like, and these brought to you by We're waiting for the trade. It's never been easier. This portion of our love life is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. You know, Christian, running a comic store, I've never felt the need to go to InStockTrades, but now I kind of want to. <laughs> you see? You've added something they new to this They work magic for you. Oh, And it is free shipping every time, isn't it, Chris? It is always. Don't forget, always. if your erection lasts more than four hours, <laughs> that congratulations. Dif- All different. your blood is in your dick. <laughs> different different website, Christian. Oh, sorry. It's all I, the same. It's, it's bookmarked on my, I get, on my you computer. Know, it's, it's, you know, my, my English is not so good. Eh? <laughs> you know those French comic stores. They sell a lot more than just comics. Yeah. <laughs> The little blue pill kind of in every in every issue. Hey, that's we sell romance. Black, blackest night number five will give you, will give you an erection for four hours. <laughs> True. When we say you're excited to read it, oh, yeah. you'll be excited the whole time. You've, it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. if it lasts more than four hours. <laughs> call more girls. <laughs> you know, and, and we we keep talking about blackest night. I've talked about it, you know, ad nauseum. But uh, since we have Patrick here, I always no, like no, to not ad nauseum. Not, not that's no, fine. Not that's enough. Like, keep on that's talking. Good about. for Christian. Uh, I always like to talk about uh, you know retailer business stuff whenever we have Patrick on. Uh, Blackest Night, you know. Blackest Night has been an amazing seller. Good for One business. of the things that we did separately, and I don't know if we've mentioned this before on this show or not, but for each issue of Blackest Night, Challengers made a specific Lantern Corps tattoo that we're giving out with it. Oh, yeah. You and for number five is the Red Lantern Corps. I love Patrick. He's the best. Uh, for the very first issue, we had Christian here, and he we had the Black Lantern tattoos, and he had uh, he was mm-hmm. threatening me with his ring. 
That Actually, it was, it was the, for the prequel. For punching the, the him in the face. I, think, I don't know if I've shown you. I had a photo. Like, there is a guy who showed up at, like, the uh, uh, wizard convention this year in Chicago. Like, the, 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 the big one. Yeah. With he lifted his shirt. He had, like, all the rings tattooed for real. <laughs> oh, in oh his Jesus. Back, like, all the colors. Like, <laughs> he, along his spine. He's like, hey, check that out. I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. I didn't want to say you're a moron. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're really banking on this story turning out well. Does that, <laughs> does that happen often? Do people come up to you take their shirts off right away? Uh, Christian, take a look at this. Uh, well, in my what? case, girls do it all the time, but um, <laughs> that's, you know, that, yeah, that's I'm, just me. It's not necessarily related to um, Blackest Night. And, and, and did he then say that he was collecting the creators that had worked on Blackest Night? Uh, he tried to, at that point, I say, no comprendo. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, my you English not so good, eh? it was it was covering a zero hour tattoo that he'd got during the nineties. Oh, um, you know, uh, mentioned my wife earlier in a weird way, but uh, she actually suggested the uh, music for this episode. Oh. Wa- I'm walking out of the house this morning, and uh, to just let you know how kind of messed up my wife is, I was like, "Honey, why don't you pick the the music for this episode this week?" And she's like, "All right, uh, Marilyn Manson." Mike. All okay. right. Wow. So, so to uh, commemorate uh, to commemorate uh, Black Friday, it's Every Marilyn Manson. Every time you mention music, we have a tradition on this show now. It's like Allons enfants de la patrie, le jour de gloire est arrivé. You should play the Greek Paris. national anthem, the French national anthem. <laughs> Bolster our international yes, appeal. We, we, yeah, we need to start thinking globally. Think so, global, yeah. Don't you dub these into different languages every episode? Yeah, and transcribe them in different languages. Yes. Oh, don't even I, joke about how that. I think my 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 uh, presence on this show will probably lend you like a, a TV podcast uh, next time. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah. be big in France. Until Have you everyone seen French sees TV? us on TV and then it's revoked immediately. You still got hair. What are you complaining about? Okay. <laughs> so why do you think we'd be big in france they kicked you out uh no i escaped that's oh, different okay. they kicked him out because he kept offering to charge his pink lantern with girls <laughs> so know, we, we'll stop doing that we were talking about the uh, the black lantern rings well uh last week we had uh, we had a, a a pretty a pretty cool guest that loved his black lantern ring whenever he was walking out of the store i noticed that uh, lance briggs threw that black lantern ring on and was sporting it uh, pretty proud uh pr- proudfully as he was walking out so that's that a, was it was kind of neat. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I made as much money as a professional athlete so I could buy as many comics. Yeah, except uh, by the time you're 30, which is pretty much what you are, you'd be broke. Yeah. I am. Because I, these, guys had never, these guys have never worked like a job which doesn't pay in their lives. They start making millions as teenagers, and uh, teenagers no. are not necessarily the brightest people on the planet with money. And, Tom, we just know. wanted your life to be realistic to the goals that you can actually accomplish. So <laughs> it's there you it's go, like buddy. me when I started to work at yeah, DC. I'm, I'm eating a spoon like made the, out of the, potatoes. The, the first... <laughs> The first hundred million I made with DC was, uh, well, he's gone basically. Yeah. Well, you also thought you'd make that for every issue, right? I yeah, that was. I'm, uh, I'm actually now like uh, down to uh, like a uh, couple hundred thousand uh, per issue, a uh, high hundred near to a low thousand near, depending on the month. No, actually, you're uh, still living on Lobo money. Uh, actually, funny story. You know, it's a true story. It, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like the first time I did Lobo. That's in back in '92. I drew my first issue. Then I moved to the states. Uh, what I was paid for the issue, paid like for an apartment, like and all that. Then comes, uh, it was in September, comes Christmas Day, I was working on like a, another issue, which was I think the first annual, Lobo Annual. 
I had worked all night and it's Christmas Day, uh, Christmas Eve, I'm sorry, the 24th, like in the morning and it's 9 a.m. I've worked all night and I'm broke. I'm like desperate. I'm working all night. I'm tired and I'm broke. I know I'm broke and it's Santa bad. Claus shows up and finishes the page. And FedEx, <laughs> FedEx shows up at 9 a.m. I get up from my drawing table, which I had not left. And I get this envelope and it's like a check for royalties for the first Lobo I did. It was 10 grand. I could wow. not believe it. And then for the Lobo annual one, I got 15 grand in royalties. And, wow. And I was 23 years old. I was like, that's it. You know, I'm, uh, this country is so easy and all that. I remember, taking, <laughs> I remember taking the subway, like in New York, going to DC back and forth and all that. And looking at people in the subway who always look kind of like sad and all that. Thinking, like poor saps. If only they knew. I understood their country in five minutes. They didn't know anything. It's easy to make money. And then I starved for uh, 15 years. And that pretty much put an end to it. <laughs> Well, no, that's true. That does mean you actually understand the country more than you realize. Oh, yeah, yeah. You weren't and, right uh, there. Yeah, somehow I lost the magic touch after three months. <laughs> and then it's like, well, that was then, back in the South. I discovered yeah. the joys of spam. <laughs> <laughs> cheap, cheap meats. Oh, I literally meat. at times had to like find, um, I used to like throw my uh, coins in my pocket. I had a fake fireplace in my apartment in New York. I used to throw them like under there. Like it was filled like a little mountain of coins and dust. At times, I had to, when things were really bad, at some point, I'd like to really go there and like find a few coins was <laughs> to it, get spam. Every Christmas after the one you got the check, were you up on Christmas morning no, like, was, when's more of that Lobo money? <laughs> what's that Santa Claus Lobo <laughs> money yeah, coming? Mr. FedEx, man, come back. Every Christmas after that, I sucked, basically. <laughs> <laughs> except except the, this one could be all right with yeah. uh, Thank you, Jeff Jones. I love you. <laughs> Jeff Jones is your Santa Claus. I tell you what, it's, uh, you know, we were talking about the the retail impact of Blackest Night, but uh, DC uh, doing really well in the the top three hundred. I saw it came out, and they had like the top four books oh, last la- month. La- last month was uh, yeah, beautiful. The the however, you have to think about something. Like I was talking about, like the issues of Lobo back then. These were selling like about like three hundred fifty thousand copies to four hundred thousand. Now oh, we're man, talking it was about like hundred time in retail. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, unbelievable. And then of course everything went down. I remember there was a time where people like when everything went down, people had a hard time finding work, and people thought they were blacklisted, which may or or may not have been the case. Of course, you know, we call this. I'm like, am I blacklisted or something? And I was super slow not delivering on time. So I would, tell have, you. I would have been a prime candidate right there. Yeah, you know? yeah so, you're at the top of the world. And, and then again, I had enough, like uh, as always, like friendly, like editors, guys who, who, with whom I had a good uh, contact and who liked my work enough. So I always like got by. But I had to go like to um, uh, commercial illustration for a while. I did like storyboards for like uh, TV commercials for Wendy's and like what have you, like uh, ju- just to earn a living. And curiously, I even landed a job for an um, animated series which was supposed to be online, written by Warren Ellis. So wow. And I just called out of the blue, you know, like with my portfolio, some little company I'd seen mm-hmm. like an ad for. And there I end up with people from comics again. Like that's uh, just well, strange that's cool. thing. It never came out, sadly. It was a good thing. Uh, it was suppo- Good thing that type. it didn't come out? No, no, no. Oh, it okay. was a good project. It was called Distance. Uh, animated series online I don't think it ever came out I'm sure he's recycled it and used it somewhere because he doesn't throw anything away <laughs> oh it's quite possible it's coming quite out possible. from Avatar next That's month <laughs> <laughs> doing a Wendy's commercial that had it made you feel more American than 
most no, other things. I no, mean. the good thing is like I worked with like uh, that company in New York called like Curious uh, Curious Pictures. They do a lot of anima animation for commercials. They have like a, a whole like range of uh, artists and animators working in different styles. And it's a small enough company, but doing really well, like in in that field. And uh, I designed like a, a futuristic, like Wendy's commercial, like with like little kids on uh, flying um, flying motorcycles going to their um, to the Future Wendy's restaurant. camp to get yeah wh whatever that's. Um, and then I was there for the shoot. They shoot indoors, like in their own studio. So you had like little kids. They had a jet ski there, like inside in front of the green screen. And the best part, they had like the biggest buffet I've ever seen. So I was just hanging there like stuffing myself. I was like, yeah, commercials rock, man. Call Michelle. Honey, I got dinner for tonight. Don't worry about yeah. it. Bring down an empty suitcase. <laughs> We're okay for this week. Don't open well, that can of spam. We're good. Well, your wife, you know. You, let, you, the, let the cat out of the cage. It's not for tonight. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> you, you've received a reprieve. Well, uh, you you were in New York for quite a while, and your and your wife Michelle uh, was uh, uh, or still is an actress, and she'd done some stuff on like Law well, and no, Order. No, no, and she yeah, she has like she um, she had like a small part in Law and Order, like a recurrent part, like in I think two or three episodes. She also had a small part in a De Niro movie called like um, uh, how was it called? Uh, oh damn, unbelievable! Now I forget. I have the DVD at home. I watch it. I, I, it's in my uh, furniture there. I look at it every day. Cape Fear. No, no. It's uh, 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 De Niro and... Um, With David Caruso and Bill uh, Murray? No, no, no. The, 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 the kid who played like uh, Harry Osborn in Spider-Man. Like, um, oh, James Franco. It was uh, James Franco. Yeah, it was... The, City by with the France, Sea. City by the Sea. That's it. Oh, okay. my God. I'm so embarrassed. And she has a small <laughs> part in, by John in there. So she, but she had done a lot of theater before that, not so much mm -hmm. on film. And she, she, she has played in a few independent films and all that. But she uh, pretty much like has uh, stopped acting now. And um, she worked in real estate after uh, for a while. Now she, she's, she's got a good job here and all that. So yeah. I don't know. Does she, she do any Chicago theater now that you guys she, are here? I, I don't know that uh, she's trying like to to get back in touch with people she knew, but it seems like everybody's like gone somewhere else mm -hmm. or like uh, and uh, kind of like the comic industry. She seems to say also like compared to New York, Chicago is very much uh, um, a place for theater and uh, stuff like that, where we, which is very active, but at the same time it's very much on the basis of who you know. It's a small club, she seems to to imply. I don't know. I don't know anything about acting, quite frankly, and, uh, except in real life. No, that makes sense. Pretend, and a lot of the bigger theater <laughs> companies in Chicago. Except for are lying there. in real life. I I'm very familiar. To, with I've that. been uh, pretending being French for so many years. Man, this stuff, is quite okay. the accent, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got New it Jersey. <laughs> Tom, do you have any other comics to talk about? I, know, uh, I wanted to mention... I, got, uh, I got to see a, a little stack of, of stuff there. I wanted to mention uh, Brave and the Bold number 29, which mm -hmm. was the Batman and Brother Power, The Geek, by uh, J. Michael Straczynski and Jesus Saez. Jesus Saez is doing such great work on that book. Yes. He's got a, such a clean style. His, this is the kind of line work that Salvador La Roca should be doing mm -hmm. in... 
Invincible Iron Man and isn't, well, but he's so Sice expressive. Size is okay. Who's to the Manhunter, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. these guys yeah. wonderful. Like, yeah, really, really. He's good got artist. a very recognizable style, but it it fits to any character yeah. he's doing. His look at his Batman. His Batman is great. His Batman is fluid and dynamic, but still moody and creepy at the same time. I and I, I was impressed um, both by the art and the previous two issues I'd read. I honestly didn't the really like Black what JMS. Yeah, what what JMS have been doing because I think. With this book, he's treading a pretty thin line between sometimes it's overly sentimental and it can come across as a little goofy, which I think the first two at points I, had I, a touch I, of I, it. I, I like the Flash uh, Blackhawks one because it was very much a Veterans Day yeah. issue of, of Brave and the Bold. And I didn't. I saw it for what it was. It almost had a 1940s sentimentality to it. I, I feel and, that it did as well. Yeah, uh, this one have, uh, to me was the strongest one he's done so far, and it involved the silliest character you could have possibly had, which is Brother Power the Geek, like a mannequin from the '60s who went around like advocating peace and helping hippies out. And Bro, I was going to say I had for vice no president. idea who that character. Yeah, is. and really. Oh, no, man. None. Oh, no. wow. No, man. He's great. Joe Simon. Yeah. And, of course, he comes back to life in Gotham City, and Batman runs across him, and we see Batman as a kid being fascinated by Frankenstein was, like, one of his favorite movies, and his illusions between Frankenstein and Brother Power. And it, it could very easily not work at all. And there's a couple points where it kind of teeters close to it where like there's a montage sequence where it shows like how great things were in the 60s and how stupid they are now, which I thought was a little like <laughs> JMS need to ease up a bit on that. But at the end, it had, I think, a, a kind of a cool message to it that uh, wasn't in too in your face and it wasn't too silly so it treaded that line properly and it actually came across really well I think JMS is doing a good job of establishing a specific feel for that book yeah. and he's trying to make it this is what this book is about kind of not necessarily its own inbuilt, built in continuity but it does he's trying to give it an identity when before it was just Random team up after yeah. random team up. It's a little bit of like a morality tale every time. Yeah, like I, it's a little I, bit I'm of I'm just happy a young uh, lad like Tom um, knows about subtlety. Although he cannot <laughs> spell it, obviously. No. He's, um, it's uh, too difficult. So he has to say, it's not too much, but not enough. It's like this subtlety. Have you seen the commercials lately on TV? It's like too strong or not strong enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's me. That's what I'm, uh, I'm yeah, trying to aim for the commercial. This book was just correct it's as far as young it goes. People nowadays. Well, yeah. speaking of. Uh, Thanks for calling me young. <laughs> yeah. I am, I guess I am the youngest one. You are the youngest yeah, one. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, it's uh, relative for the ladies out there. He's already balding. Okay, so yeah. Don't, don't get <laughs> listen, any and I'm married. And I'm uh, married. So, so that, listen, that aged you ten years. Me, right I'm there. not actually married. I want just oh, wanted okay. to correct that. You guys are common law. Come More on. of the acting. They don't. The I, Illinois you, is no common yeah, law. Sure. Oh, okay. We're still playing hard to get. That's what you know. I'm like that kid in Twilight. I'm so popular lately. It's just like unbelievable. That's actually. He's also very sparkly. When I think of Twilight, I think of you. I, I always yeah. think. Well, I look better, a little more mental than <laughs> that kid. But the hordes of screaming teenage girls. Yeah. That I think him of around. werewolves and jean shorts. Scenes in the forest where he's looking at eyes and goes, "You'll never see me again." Yeah, I think of a werewolf oh, in jean shorts. You guys have actually seen the movies? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> just the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you you just got it's called just out. Just from the scenes, I've never seen it. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Patrick, sure. I got you right there. 
Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, JMS, uh, just finished up his run on Thor, I believe. Is this the last issue? It the, is his last issue. It's so sad it's his last issue. It shouldn't have to be his last issue, but thank you for that, Marvel. Well, okay, now <laughs> explain. This is the Thor uh, giant size number one. Um, it, it's I, actually giant size Thor, Thor finale, finale number one. Okay. William I, I, the Warrior. I got the feeling. I, I read. I liked the issue. I didn't feel like it was the end of well, a run on a... It th- wasn't that's supposed some- to be his end. You know what happened no. going up to it. When, he, when Thor restarted, JMS had asked that Thor be left alone and out of outside of Marvel continuity for a while until he could tell the story that he's trying to tell. Which was fantastic. And he doesn't want him mired in all these crossovers and things like that. And at first they said, yeah, sure, go ahead. But little by little, people wanted to keep using him and because he's so popular and the, the Thor relaunch sold so well, they started pulling him out and bringing him into to so many other things. And Jamie said, look, success. you're going to mess up with yeah. what I'm trying to do. And they said, no, we're going to do them both. He said, well, then I'm leaving. Well, And there's no that reason sucks. that's not just a regular issue of the book. Yeah. They made it, they call it Giant Science Finale. They give you an unnecessary backup. Oh, it's the first appearance of Thor ever. We don't need that for an extra dollar. Yeah, I've never seen that before. For right, exactly. It's the first <laughs> yeah. time it's been reprinted ever. <laughs> it's hard to find that. It's hard it's, to find a it's a regular. It's just it's a regular issue. That, and he didn't even. Uh, the story goes that JMS didn't even know it was a special one shot until he saw the solicitations for it because he turned it in as the next issue of Thor. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's it, no reason for it to be standalone. It doesn't make any. It's just a, the next part of the story, and the next issue comes out next week. Yeah, and I, I felt like Thor has been so good since he took it over. It's the first time I've read Thor since probably the Simonson era, and I was absolutely loving it. And it's I really good. just don't feel like that story is going to have the resolution. A, a young French but, artist, Olivier Coipel, like who's been uh, doing who is amazing. Fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I bought a page of one of the earlier Thor books. It's so good. Yeah, so you know, I enjoy I enjoyed the giant size finale number one or whatever. Did you it was. read the preview in the back of that for the next issue? Yeah. Everything that they set up, uh, Kieran Gillian, who by the way is I like Kieran Gillian. Is is way better than most people thought he would be. Completely just chops it off at the knees and goes in a different direction entirely. Yeah. Which, you know, honestly, I, I think that new creative teams should be able to start their own story and do what they want to within within bounds. You know, but, keep- but as a fan, there's so many things that we're, we were leading towards, and I, I don't even want to say what the things are because the book that we're talking about hasn't even come out yet. Mm-hmm. But with the the um, what is the name of Bill's girlfriend? I don't remember. Oh, uh, um, uh, what well, anyway? The Kelda. Telda. Kelda. Her story as they build it up, build it up, build it up, like, oh, this is gonna be a huge thing. No, it's not. Yeah. So Or having the preview in that book, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little bit Oh, like, pe- peanut gallery comment. Well, I understand where Straczynski's coming from, but don't you also think sorry Tom, I don't mean to come in for a kiss or anything like that. No, oh, go so ahead, John. Come on, right, guys, do it, do it. No, but uh, oh, that was vile. <laughs> no, but honestly, these are corporate characters, and which is bigger, Straczynski or Thor, as far as Marvel goes? And I, I totally understand. Thor's smaller Straczynski. than you think. Shorter. Oh, okay, there you go. But <laughs> I, no, but honestly, I mean, it's is any character too pre- or any assignment, I guess, too precious to? Yeah. No, no, but I, I think, I think the against, the know, the number one overriding factor in any of this, and this is something I respect about Casada, is that whenever he came in, he said, "This is a the house is a mess, and we're going to basically not worry about continuity. We're going to tell good stories." Yeah, and you know, say what you will about Casada and his tenure as as EIC there. 
there. But they came in. They started telling good, rock-solid stories and then rebuilt the continuity. I think the number one overriding factor in anything that you do is tell a good story. And, well, now we don't get the end of the story as that's it was. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, that, I think, that's always yeah. a question. Like Every creative team should bring something to the table that's mm-hmm. that's quite obvious beyond their talent yeah they should add to the uh, pre-existing mythology mythos the problem is like is it about the character or is it about them and that's always i think the thing that needs to be balanced sure. every time that's uh i think balance yeah. is, is the word that will keep coming up in this is because there there are writers that tell great standalone stories and there are writers that are great at, at rapping continuity. It's the the real superstar writers, the Jeff Johns of the world, the the Bendises of the world that can do both and do it really, really well. So yeah. sometimes I'm a little bit upset, or not upset, but disappointed with how much we know about what goes on behind the curtain. Sure. Because I would probably enjoy Thor more if I didn't know why people were leaving or that people were leaving, or if I just read it for the story for what it was. And it's too oftentimes, you know, oh, well, this is why the story is that way. Well, it doesn't matter why. It just matters what the story is. But I lose sight mm-hmm. of that all the time. Sure. I, and it's I, hard I, not I, to be part I of it. I totally the- agree. I think, like, uh, I go online and I check out, like, various sites and that. There is so much we like, know ins- inside information <laughs> that that's a real... Uh, um, and that's what everybody wants. Everybody that, wants to know the behind the scenes. They want to be the first person to get it to you as well. That's a disservice to the industry. Personally, really I don't have a website or like anything or Facebook or like what have you. First, I'm not that famous. I wouldn't have like that many uh, people following. But then I, the last thing I need is like interact with the fans. I love meeting them at conventions, at signings and all that and talking with them like humanly. But their feelings about my work or which is in my case I'm just an inker right now so or about the never work never say just an inker is, is, yeah, yeah I know you, I'm and currently I know what, an where, inker I know where you're coming from too so <laughs> but their feeling about like what's being done is irrelevant it's like basically they are here to like or dislike like the end result not to have an input in it yes. uh, and that's very important you need like people who are able to write stories standing on their own, like not trying to please a certain audience or like whatever. It will stand on its own merits. And the same goes for the artwork, obviously. And this whole like inside thing, as well as like the various uh, uh, feuds in the business, some famous ones and all that. Sure. And they're and a none great of that disservice to everyone. Absolutely. The, the, that's, uh, that doesn't help. Uh, but it's help. only human nature to want to know and to pass it along and say, oh, did you hear it this? I know true. about this. It is true. But in the movie industry, at the end, movie industry, at the end of the day, a movie is big enough. Everybody's going to see it just because of like pure, uh, sheer pure pressure or like, you know, like you're, you're brainwashed into it or like what have you. And these guys go home with millions of dollars anyway. Like in comics, that can be a little more difficult here. Like it can sometimes, like I think, undermine a title which does not deserve to be uh, undermined. Uh, at the end of the day, it's about the work. People should not know. It's not because they want to know something that you should give it to them. That's very true. That's uh, that's not you know like that's always like the line of people who's like. Uh, do like dubious businesses or like what have you, what people want it. I'm like, well, that's no reason to give it to them. That's just like a, you have to draw the line somewhere. Also being in retail, people expect you to know all of those stories or it's, it's, it's my job to either dispel them or to try to tell them what actually is the truth but when ultimately it doesn't matter and it shouldn't. But just just getting the comic isn't enough. People, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else of, like I said, I, I – 
judge a book by why a story is being told, not just the story itself. And that makes me sad. Keep, keep the mystery alive, I think. Yeah. It's just like, uh, who are these guys? What do they do? Nobody knows. Like, just look at the books. And sorry, read, read the books. That's what it's about. Keep the, you don't need to, to divulge everything. That, that's why so many women love me, because I don't say everything. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep a secret. You can definitely keep a secret. Keep the mystery alive. Yeah. Me and Bruce Wayne were on the same page on that one. You know. Just well, I like, think uh, because what it does is I think part of it is when the gossip or all that stuff gets so built up so big, all of a sudden the person writing or drawing the book is bigger like we we mentioned yeah, earlier, it starts being it starts you being. Can't be. You shouldn't be. But yeah, exactly. But that's, then all of a sudden, the, the characters should stay the main. Uh, the then main all of a sudden, in the eye of the reader, you know, it's like this: people working at it are now a bigger thing than the stuff that's going on in the book. Well, I, I think in the case of Thor, that um, the, the way that we've seen the industry kind of evolve in the last decade is that things have become very much built for the six-issue storyline, and I think that he came in with this is going to be. <laughs> an 18 or 24 a couple years this is going to be like yeah two and a half years of me to tell this story and it's like you know what it's just not built to do that right now especially with a book like thor that was getting later and later yeah falling behind yeah but that's that's the thing i think the the big picture isn't designed for a 24 issue run of us and certainly a a core Mm -hmm. character like thor yeah you know, I mean, that's the thing. And, and to be honest, it is fair to point out that Brubaker was left on his own with Captain America. Mm-hmm. Bendis was left on his own with Daredevil during his. So it is interesting. And you would think that Straczynski, being the caliber writer that he is and coming from Hollywood, that he would be given that. Or Joss Whedon on Astonishing sure. X-Men. So it is interesting that a, a name creator like Straczynski wasn't able to have that cachet with Thor and, well, and have it go on for years. To go back to Joss Whedon for a second, there were so many other books that had those X true. characters in it, it didn't matter. That's true. Um, but if it wasn't for Thor being late and being behind, we would never have gotten those amazing Matt Fraction uh, Ages Tales of Thunder, of, yes, the, yes. the Asgardian Thor mm-hmm. stuff, Absolutely. which was so good, but they had they needed something else to fill the gap when Thor was falling behind. Well, you know, Thor, Thor was kind of a, a, a unique case because you have uh, a character that had uh, you know been killed, <laughs> so he was off the he was right. off, he was off the map. You had a quote unquote superstar writer that was that was coming to to kind of re- and relaunch the yeah. announced Thor creative team. Remember, it was going to be uh, Mark Miller and Greg Land were going to be doing it. Oh, that's right. And then they they. The, oh, never mind, forget that. That didn't happen. So they'd had other. They knew they're going to bring him back. They're just waiting for the right thing, and they obviously waited to the right time. So I don't know. It's uh, uh we're never going to see the 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 conclusion of the story. Get back as, to as finish, finish the twelve. But, but yeah. what what I do like? Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and that's another thing is that Straczynski not the best reputation as being a closer. So, uh, but yeah. I am a big fan of uh, Marco Djurjevic doing mm-hmm. the art on that. I I was he's a good successor to Koipel. Yes. Yes. They'll finish the story in 17 years, like they did with like Claremont in the X Men. It's gonna It'll be Thor, Thor, Thor forever. Forever. For, for. <laughs> Which, when you take X Men Forever as just a book, it's a lot of fun. You know, Ron from My Fanboy loves that book, and I I've been giving him some crap about it, but I. I if you compare it to everything that's come beyond it, yeah, it's not. Good. It's the if, final. It's the the solution to what they've been trying to do with Claremont since he. Has come Since back. Yes. Try to find 80s, a way give for him a book that still is. Well, yeah, exactly. Give yeah. him a book that might as well be. And yeah. little caveats like, oh well, um, 
Gambit's name is is was not LeBeau, it's Picard. I'm making it Remy Picard. <laughs> well, if you really Chris, change that, does um, that matter? Uh, Chris what? Claremont, you, you you're friendly with, with Chris. You, uh, yes, you, you had uh, worked on uh, uh, what was the the name it, of the book? We were first flight. First flight. flight. Yes. it was. It never came out, but uh, the adaptation of his novels, uh, First Flight. Have you had a chance to talk to him about uh, the the X Men Forever? I did uh, briefly. I saw him after many years. I'm talking about maybe after 12 years. I saw him in Florida in last. June. We were at a convention together and we flew back. Um, I mean, he flew back to New York, me to Chicago, but yeah, we, we spent a little time together. And uh, so we caught up and I told him, you know, like uh, how much everybody misses the X-Men and blah, blah. And uh, interestingly, we spoke about like, I think I mentioned that like in one of uh, our last shows, like we spoke about like the, um, he brought up like the Just Wedding. Uh, series like mm-hmm. uh, the Astonishing, Astonishing. Yeah. 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 which were really good. I mean, that, that's I, I stopped reading the X Men in nineteen eighty four or eighty five. So that, that, and that Astonishing you, is the best place to pick back up. But I've read I've read these, and uh, I was like, this was great. And he was like, a, precisely. And he had a, he had a little smile on his face, and um, and he was like, I was like, this was great. This was exactly like in the vein of what you were doing and all that. So he was like, yeah, except I should have been doing it. So <laughs> he, 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 it was a, an acknowledgement of the quality, I think, of like uh, the, the, the series Joss Whedon and uh, Cassidy were doing. And at the same time, a bit maybe of disappointment and uh, on his part, like of like, well, you know, that's the stuff I've been doing like all these years. And uh, it seems forever as is a chance for him to 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 get back to that. Sure. I don't know if. I'm sorry. I've been reading like the the, the first issues. I, I've yet to ca- to catch up to the last ones who came out. I think I'm like uh, up. Well, to they're doing two a month as well, so they're really putting them out there quickly. I think I'm up to issue six, and so far I've really liked what I was reading. At the same time, I'm questioning: Is that like uh, a good idea to uh, get back? To where we were back then, like 17 years ago. In retrospect, like things like change so fast in comics, you wouldn't think like uh, like that. I don't know. It's up to him. However, I think like he's been doing a good job because I definitely feel the vibe I used to feel when I mm-hmm. read the X Men and enjoyed them. Yeah. There is that, it's a nostalgia book. Well, there, yeah. there is that Claremont touch, which uh, it's indescribable, but it's there. It's, well, it's um, I was gonna say there's very few books that have one person that is so attached to them like he made the x-men oh. yeah there's i mean no, like, uh, absolutely there's an audience for there and has been shown with the number of times they've given him different x books to do there are claremont fans people that will there are people that want to read claremont writing x-men and they finally found probably the best way to do it was let just let him write where yeah, he left off. Certainly, just one of the wrong done. ways to do it was to call yeah. it Sovereign Seven. The X Men, <laughs> the X Men without Claremont is like pain without chocolate. It's just it doesn't work. It's just like it's like uh, imagine the Cubs lost like uh, endlessly, like for uh, say a hundred oh, years or more. <laughs> it's unthinkable. So you know, that's just like <laughs> it could never happen. This portion of Around Comics is brought to you by Evangelion from Funimation. Imagine having Dr. Frankenstein as your father. Your classmate and fellow pilot is a partial clone of your dead mother, and she's hot. You've been forced by your father to pilot a giant living robot named Eva Unit 1 to fight deadly creatures called angels from destroying the planet. And to top it off, you have raging teenage hormones, and it's the end of the world if you screw up. No pressure. 
The Evangelion 1.01 You Are Not Alone movie is the complete rebuild of the groundbreaking sci-fi giant robot anime. Otaka USA Magazine writes that Evangelion reminds us of what anime can be by having us flex all of our otaka muscles, yet always satisfies our basis needs for cute girls and mecha. Watch the first eight minutes of the movie at www.funimation.com forward slash Evangelion. Evangelion 1.01, You Are Not Alone, available now on DVD. You know, we talk about uh, relaunching titles and, and and stuff that's been pushed off to the side. I, I think Tom, I, I I think you're gonna have a good 2010 because I think that Flash is is gonna have a good Relaunch, a good year. And there's no evil 60 Superman in it. So oh, good. That's scary. That omniscient Uncle Superman, you teaching you life lessons. I, I'm sure. Scared. I'm sure you've. I don't kinda, need that. I'm sure you've been kind of keeping up with what is hopefully gonna be happening with uh, with Flash this year. Yeah. All right. What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm just looking forward to like a monthly flash book that is it's been a long time since there Are was you a really that disappointed that Rebirth hasn't ended before Blackest Night began? You know, I, that stuff I could see why it would bother somebody. To well, me, that does, stuff doesn't bother me a ton. Honestly, but. I kind of thought that the way they were going with Rebirth was to be a giant swerve yeah. and have him die by the end of it. John's shaking his head too. Yeah, I, I, that's where I thought they were going with it. Yeah. Which uh, I mean, think is. You mean bring him back to kill him again? Yes. Or like a, yes. I didn't think about Just that. Just to reestablish, because there's there's so many people who I know who are not necessarily lifelong comic fans who Wally West is their Flash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dal specifically, when you talk about the Flash or Barry Allen, he's like, I don't care about Barry Allen. I need to bring him back. So I thought a really good way to establish that no, this Wally is the Flash is to bring Barry, Barry back, back and have him go away again. Yeah, I have read more issues of like uh, Flash with Wally West than I ever and, had. And a lot of Barry people have. Yeah. It's in. However, even then, I always knew Barry Allen is a Flash. It's just, it's just one of these. And uh, I had, I have read more Green because like the switch open uh, occurred later for Green Lantern. To me, Green Lantern, it's obvious that the main one should be Hal Jordan. Sure. However, I, I refuse to enter these like uh, uh, feuds like online. Oh, who's the better? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, Green Lantern, oh, I, as a, I, I as stuck a my core. foot into one of those. Good lord. That's it's, no, that's oops, ridiculous. Oopsie. I mean. Hey, the universe is big enough for like all of them. As okay, many of them, yeah, and that, it's set up so it can be that way. And there can be multiple. Cal Rainer is too. a wonderful character as well. Absolutely. My, my yes. only regret is like John Stewart is not more uh, used more often. And I know issue forty nine, which sadly is the one we're not doing with Doug. Mm-hmm. I believe we'll deal with like uh, John Stewart like more uh, in detail, like his whole like part into like Blackest Night. Okay, I hope so. These guys should be, uh, you should be more present in the Green Lantern Mytho. Do you guys like the visual solution to having Barry and Wally exist as Flashes? The, the new, I was yeah, going to ask costume. Tom about I, that. Okay, Tom, go first. The, the, new, fla- the new Flash, the new like Flash uniform? The old, a lot more like costumes he used to wear it back is, in the day. The only problem is the way that, that Ivan Rice is drawing him is, with the costume is supposed to be white eyes. He's yeah. just giving him white pupils. He's not giving him. Yeah, it's supposed to be like um, like, like a, a lens. Yeah, yeah it's lens. supposed to be a lens over the mm-hmm. holes. Yeah. But he's drawing it open, and you see his eyes, but they're all just white. Well, I, I, I don't white have pupils. A pr- uh, like uh, John Byrne used to do with Wolverine. Yes, Sometimes yeah, he would yeah, put yeah. like a white or, or Storm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it always disturbed me. I was like, no, it doesn't work. You know, make the expression. You, I mean, for example. He, 
if you want the character to look back in a kind of strange angle and like twist the head a little more, it will work better. Keep the eyes wide. Keep, keep the visual. Yeah. That's. Uh, but he pointed out on his website, like John Byrne, I think that Neil Adams did that a few times. I don't know if it's true. I should go back and check with Batman. Why would you or, or doubt we, John Byrne? Or, or oh, we, my God. Christian, what are you doing? He's right. I am sinning. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he be wrong? But I, I think the costumes, I mean, it all comes down to the or people I drawing used to it. Call him you know? When I was a teenager, before I knew, it's like John Byrne. 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 Uh, y is red I in uh, in French. So I, I thought when I was uh, about 12, it's like John Byrne. That's like beautiful book. John Byrne, the X-Men with Terry Austin and Chris Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, just saying it that way gives it such forget, a more regal... I told you once, like his real names of the characters, Serval. Oh, that's yeah, right. The French, that's yeah. Right, yeah. Diablo, Colossus, Diablo. Le Professeur Xavier. <laughs> I, I think when Ethan Van Skyver first announced that he was going to be redesigning Wally's costume, all of us saw the outcry from the fans saying, oh my God, what's Wally going to look like? And I think there is a nice subtle difference that doesn't hurt Wally's appearance and that Wally is still the Flash. The, the only thing I don't like Barry's. is I don't like that the costume goes straight across under the nose. No, I, I don't miss, like that. I miss the points. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree. The one artist who really, uh, we were talking about him like uh, last week, uh, is Mike Veringo. Like uh, when he was drawing the Flash, uh, in some story, he had like both Wally and like uh, um, uh, Barry, and the difference was like first the eyes appearing for like uh, Barry, and then the Wally's costume was more was shinier, it was more and metallic, yeah, yeah, more metallic, and with this simple difference, too. the yeah. costumes uh, remained the same. Yet you could always tell who was who. Exactly. I, I think it was a, a beautiful, elegant solution. Christian, here's a technical question for you: to make it more metallic, is that a dry brush technique? Is that how do you? What do you do with the lines to it make depends, it? It really depends on the artist, I guess. Uh, usually, it's like I would say a blunt uh, a brush stroke. In other words, metal shines uh, uh, in uh, in more cut ways than skin. Uh, so it wouldn't obviously. be as so, fluid to the muscles. I'm using Tom's arm. You need like fluid uh, to the. Look at those. Whoa, Tom! What is? Keep it like very 18 inches there. Nice job, uh, man. Python. Keep, keep the contrast uh, very strong, and then, then it will it will work. Okay. And let's uh, say it's really black and white with metal, and you can add a few lines, but don't make it gray. Metal doesn't go gray. Yeah, I think it's weird sometimes when people like get really hung up on the costumes, but it's really honestly when different people draw the costumes, they yeah, all it does look a little different the, too. The, the, they there's a style look, guide, but yeah, yeah I mean, but there's, there's oh, who draws it's always. How do you feel difference. about Wally now having the Justice League Unlimited Flash symbol as his chest symbol? That's fine. Doesn't bother you. Yeah, okay. it doesn't bother you. You don't get hung up on stuff like that, which I like. It's like eh, as long yeah. as it's not Superman from the '60s, I think uh, it's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we've we've. I don't need some Superman showing up to give me a life lesson and like disguising himself as someone and then being like, "Oh, hey, guess I, what?" I just felt that with Rebirth not ending, there was a lot of questions I had about is is uh, Barry going to survive? Yeah. And his personality was different. Yeah, but now he's back to being good old Barry at the beginning of Blackest Night. True. So there's no. Uh, urgency to the end of Rebirth anymore. It's like, oh, it's going to be fine. Yeah, well, that's sort of the... No, I can see that. It's its own story. And I think you should read it. It's a murder mystery. And I think they set that up from the beginning that, that Rebirth is... It's gonna be. It's gonna be its own story. Well, and I want to know where, what happens to Zoom. Quite frankly, oh, yeah. because oh, I yeah. think John, Zoom. I want <laughs> Zoom there. Don't read the solicitations for Black as Night Flash then. All right then. Because it's, uh, it's, it gives away it. way too much about. Interesting. Yeah. 
Did you read I, them? I don't read previews because okay. of that. Yeah, because, you you yeah. especially should not. Then, yeah. then, you know, I was a little disappointed I, having read it about. We're getting back to that thing. I always, I understand the need, like to, uh, uh, you know, spill some stuff on online and all that to attract the readers. At the same time, I see like the black uh, blackest night. Like for for the past uh, several months, we get like five pages every month, like leaked out, which is like uh, about like a one fourth of the cool. comic, yeah. Uh, yeah. almost. That's too much, and, and even covers. You should like lately they've been doing because blackest night is so sensitive right now. They've been blacking out the covers. Top secret is all, all you yeah. see. Don't, I really like don't what leak that stuff. Out. I mean, I understand. I don't know. There's, there's a, no yeah. balance. balance. There's too much on it enough. I mean, yeah. you read like one quarter of the comic online before I'm, you. I'm, I'm with Tom. I stay away from previews. I stay away from online previews. I don't read I love solicits. But companies love to pander to readers because readers want to know that's the nature of the business. They feel they have to give it to them. No, mm-hmm. they'll wait until it comes out. That's the thing. That's the principle of the cliffhanger. Well, you know, that's just like as a, a retailer. There's certain things you should know when ordering a book. The problem is retailers can't be trusted. So if secrets <laughs> are ever given to retailers to order books a certain way, they will be leaked immediately. So many people because people want to be the one. Like it's not about yeah. you know what happens. It's about I'm the one who tells you what happens, so you have to respect me more. First. Does like it, exactly. exactly. Yeah. First, is that First kind post, of is that kind of commu- is that kind of communication though from a publisher to a retailer? Sorry about that. Uh, it, it, does that come out monthly, or does it, it does it take those Baltimore like conferences for that uh, stuff it to takes, come out? It takes those kind of things. And because so is that quarterly? Then they're they're well. We get uh, weekly emails from both Marvel, NDC, and Dark Horse, and sometimes Image, not necessarily weekly, but with. Specific publication changes, art, art changes, or writing changes, or incentive covers, because Marvel announces more than half their incentive covers are offered after the book has already been ordered. So all the business information we get on a weekly basis. But as far as story elements, we get them when previews comes out. Right. Or but they give them to Newsarama or to CBR first. Now mm-hmm. IGN and exactly. All that. So it's uh, personally I don't read those sites, but I don't have to. Dal does and just tells me what I need to know. Because okay. <laughs> when I get when I, after working here for a full day, I don't want to go home and read more about comics. Well, it's because you have a, a, a snappy dresser of a butler, and that's dumps your butler. You know, honestly, I can I can speak for Newsarama and as someone that works with them, uh, and sometimes it is to great frustration where. They do get the information well in advance and are very good about even gatekeeping to their own people. Because, again, I'm not an employee of Newsarama, but I work with them and and my relationship with their podcast. But there are times when I will interview someone, it will come out when the book is out. And I wish they had told me, oh, by the way, we know this story element. And And there's things that Newsarama knows before retailers know. Sure. And there's specific instances in the publishing history in the last three or four years where – We've been burned by both ways, by either them not telling us what happens and us getting caught completely short, or not telling us what happens and saying, remember the last time you got caught short? Think of that when you order this book, and you order the book, and oh, Electra's a scroll. That's not as impactful as Captain America getting killed. Yeah. You know, it's not the same. They they build on hyperbole. They build on, on... Rumor and they want you to say, "Oh my God! Well, this is the greatest thing ever." And you have to. You, you, every book is the best. You can, book only, ever. You can my, only cry wolf. My so biggest many times, problem yeah. with it is like it all it all hangs on the faulty uh, assumption that like you leak something on Monday because people will not wait until Wednesday, and that just like that that's so ridiculous to begin with. I can't even begin to to to, 
to explain it. It's like, what happens on Tuesday? Something magical? Suddenly, they waited for a month, but on Tuesday, they can't take it. I'm never yeah, going to buy exactly. that book anymore. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's like, two days apart, they feel the need to leak like half a book, I mean, quarter of the book online, and like just like give like this information. I think, yeah, I understand. It's like, but we live in the age of TMZ, like even comic books, I guess. Let's just like... Uh, all we need is like the blonde dude surfer, like to tell us, like you know, bullshit about like what happens between uh, you know. You won't well, believe what it. happens in Thor this week. You know, yeah. just like the quick rundown. Well, dude, Thor, Thor was like out there in LA, like coming out of this club last night. He punched like Jeff a Jeff Johns in did the some face. really good things building up for for Blackest Night. He outright lied to people. People said, "Is it Necros? No, it's not. It's not at all." Yeah. Or he he made up a bunch of fake issues. And posted those as upcoming storylines, <laughs> things like uh, "Blackest Night." Alan Scott remembered, like, "Oh my God, Alan Scott's gonna die!" No, it, it's just or uh, just today somebody was telling me, "Did you know that Kyle's gonna be a Blue Lantern?" No, he's not. No, there's a book coming called Kyle Rittner, Kyle Rittner, Blue Lantern. No, those are fake solicits. Jeff Johns wrote like Jeff, six months ago. Boy, does he get it? That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and that, that was great. <laughs> That's great. Absolutely great. I think we stumbled onto a little bit of a theme uh, tonight with uh, old stuff coming back, and so we would be remiss if we didn't mention Image United number one. Uh, have you guys had a chance to read it yet? Chris, I no. know, you're holding up the Savage Dragon cover. How did you choose that of the 642 oh. possible covers of number one? That was that was the thing. They is, are really bringing everything back. It is, it is <laughs> 90s, 90s, can I, 90s. Can I tell you guys the one most annoying facet of Image United number one? The Jim Lee cover. You were able to narrow that, it down. <laughs> the Jim Lee cover that they offered, they offered it after we ordered the book. Uh huh. So they're saying, "Hey, there's one more. It's a Jim Lee cover." Is that the group shot or no? No, it's the it's the Evil Spawn one. It's okay, the, the okay. standalone Spawn. Gotcha. Um, it's so it ordered after the fact. That's fine. We weren't. We will order. We weren't going to say like, "Oh gosh, we would have ordered less of the other ones." That's not the problem. The problem is because it was after the initial order cutoff point. It, you get charged less of a percentage for reorder fees, so it costs mm -hmm. us more to get that cover than the rest of them because we ordered after the deadline for a book that wasn't offered to us until after the deadline. Okay, so that we're makes being no penalized sense. by it's a couple of percentage mm -hmm. points, but it's still you guys live on percentage. Yeah, points. we do, and yeah. we have to pay. If you want the Jim Lee cover, you have to pay more for it, but it, you still sell it for the same. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to get the Jim Lee and, cover. And it, Diamond is, is well, I mean, it, it's a business practice within their right to penalize us for not ordering something on time when we had a chance to order it. <laughs> not, at, like, not oh, here, here's all the other things you can't have, yeah, by but the way, too late. Well, it, it's, it's been a release now, and in, uh, in true early 90s image fashion, did you have people come in and go, I need every cover? We had one person do that, yes. Okay, okay. He let us know ahead of time. Which and I want, I want, I want, I want, how many, six, eight covers? There's six regular covers, but there's no different journey. levels of incentive covers up to like the hundred, one in a hundred cover kind of thing. I, I just thought it was, so I, think, I thought it was perfect that they like did it that way. I bought, the blank, yeah. I bought the blank cover because I know I'm going to run into somebody and have them sketch on it and stuff. So that's what I figured. That's, I'm just, I'm shocked they didn't come out polybagged. Or hollow foil or, <laughs> oh, absolutely. or yeah, embossed. You know, and, and the, the image revolution, and I know that all mm -hmm. you guys were, you know, of that oh, generation. Yeah, yeah, of the generation. See, and, I, and, and being the old farth 
than I am. I really was like, yeah, that's nice, but I'm really not interested. So I really was able to read the story mm-hmm. completely unbiased. And I liked it as a first chapter, and I'll come back um, just because I like Kirkman and I know that you know what he does. But honestly, yeah, I have no vested interest in any of the great stars of, of Image as I, far as the I heroes I agree goes. with what John's saying because with the number of times they've touted out the the Image creators are back together. Remember the Image hardcover or yes. this Image creator, that Image creator or – They've done it so many times. It's not novel. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I mean, the book stands on its own because of the story, going back to what we talked about before, because of the story, not for the gimmick of, yep. of who's doing it or the behind-the-scenes stuff. Wow, this t- ties together perfectly what we were talking about before. I think the art meshes well together, too. And, I mean, for a jam book and everything, I, I think I was they tra- did a good I, job of it. I found myself you know, trying to find, okay, who drew this? Who drew, right, who drew, who drew what that, page so. and everything? Yeah. I mean, it was it, – What it's, did you think? I, I had to put it's okay. a, I had to put on my uh, my early '90s nostalgia glasses to read it both both from a story standpoint and an art standpoint, and it's like okay, are they trying to embrace everything that was early '90s image? And I think they are. And if that was the goal, then they did a fantastic job of that. Does it stand up as a modern comic to my taste? No, not at all. Um, if this wasn't Image United, if this was just you know Comic Book X on on the shelves, mm-hmm. and I had picked it up as a first issue, it's like I'm never gonna re- ever gonna read that book again. Well, I know? think that having Fortress be the point of view character is a little bit off putting because he's not a core Image character. True, that's Wills's new character. Yeah. Wills Portacio's yeah. new new character. Yeah, and I it was it was fine. It but, was it was fine. But what does work for me, and and I would say of all the image characters, the one and probably because of the HBO animated show that I do Spawn. have the most. Yeah, making Al Simmons the bad guy mm-hmm. was a good move, and the fact that you know he doesn't show up until the very end and everything. I'll be back for issue two, and I will check it out further. So I, I understand the, what the you're spawn saying. Spawn counter to Infinity was a pretty cool visual. But who even remembers the spawn counter thing anymore? Do they even use that no. in the books? It, well, and that's what was cool about well, it too. I, I remember. It because, I'm assuming they yeah. used it at the because very I, end when they when they transferred Al's powers yeah. to the new spawn. Well, I was I was I read Spawn for I don't know 20 issues or what whatever, and that was a big part of it. So sure. I think they're trying to tap into a lot of the guys you know like us that that maybe read the first. 12 oh, or 15 or 20 issues of a lot of these yeah, I series. Yeah, 25. And, and, then, and then left and say, oh, okay, well, there's the counter. Okay, that, that, that's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, um, Patrick asked me when I first pulled it out of my bag, why did you pick the Savage Dragon cover? Well, Savage Dragon is the only character out of all the original image characters that I still read. Yeah, there me you too. You know, so it's I picked up the, the cover of the guy that I read. And, and so. Robert's obviously the perfect guy, Kirkman, to, to write this story, being sure. the lifelong fan, and mm-hmm. also, I think, the the most relevant writer that mm-hmm. you know they could go to that can I think serve both heads the, and the even as a, from a symbolic point thing. having all the original guys and the new guy right right yeah the, the one that the, the, all, the, ties the, all together the, the only future. partner afterwards do you guys think I mean I don't want to um, you know like, uh, start some some something that shouldn't be started maybe but like in retrospect what do you guys think about image I mean I know when they first started I thought like that was terrific that like mm-hmm. some young talent like could build a company outside of the established uh, system, basically. At the same time, I never read their comics. I, I because That's exactly I, I, how I, 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 I didn't care for them. So I, I, I've always been like torn between and between like both these things. And they were great talents. Well, there. Image that, today is so question. far removed from what that was. Now Image is a point yes. where all mainly for new creators or people who come with the, with this, you have to come to them with a completely established or finished property and they just publish it for you. They don't, 
create anymore. It's, it's so more much. of a boutique yeah. publisher, it's and the, it's, it's a giant the, yeah. boutique publisher. Yeah, it's, it's, and, it's, and it's that's the good. home. It's the home of creator owned comics under under an umbrella uh, imprint. And, and I, I, but Tom, by the same token, you, it went from being a, a, a company where <clears> we felt like we had to order every single thing they did. Yeah. So now we totally pick and choose. I'm sorry, you were asking. Uh, were, were you, you read the early image stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like. Thirteen. So. Sure, of course you did. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say our our last our last guest a couple weeks ago was probably very excited about Image United. Brandon Choi. No, <laughs> I'm no, sure. Lance Briggs. Absolutely. Lance Briggs. Yeah. He was very excited. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's right. the whole Image thing. It's all the, the the ton of really good stuff and then a ton of really bad stuff. Like anything that's a huge change from the previous method. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had young guys making their own stuff that wasn't from Marvel or DC, but then you also had. Books not coming out, things starting to spin right. out. Like this, it was good and bad. Down. I mean, yeah. it, and tremendous good came of it in the long run because it, the comics industry is much better for having image oh, around. Yeah. But and I think it was unfair to hold them to such a high standard because they were just kids at the time. <laughs> the books should have come out, but they shouldn't have been looked at the people who are revolutionizing and changing the industry because they were at at their core. They were just making comics. They wanted to have fun making comics and do it for themselves. But people were counting on them to be the revolutionary leaders and to, to, to the, have the winds of change and make it all matter. And it was great for them that it did so well, but they didn't, they didn't want the mantle of the new guardians of the comics industry. And well, they were making some bank. Well, and I was going to say, too, that there <laughs> was were, a level of yeah. arrogance coming from some of those creators as well that they were the new I'm game. sorry, what about they were, they were the leaders. And, yeah, well, and I was even thinking of Mark, quite I frankly. Think, oh, I think right. it was a, a sign of the times more than them, probably. I mean, I, I'm sure you speak to them nowadays. They would have a different take about I would like, agree. whatever happened. And they were young, and that's cool. I, I mean, it's all right. I believe they, they, they were really good at like kicking the ball, but maybe not follow up afterwards. You know, like yes, and, and, yes. Um, well, and it's and to be honest, tied to the rise and fall of Wizard Magazine, where it was this mm-hmm. is the way; these are the new rules for the game. You're either with us or you're not. And as an older reader, again, I wasn't offended. It was just like you know, I'm not reading your stuff, and especially mm-hmm. when I hear this kind of attitude, you guys go ahead, enjoy yourselves. I'll be in this corner of the comic book. Well, it's, world. it's like it's and like it, it's like anything in any media that where there's a, a dynamic shift in how things are done. Right. There's going to be people that are left behind and a different way of doing things. And, and, and yeah. honestly, so. and from a personal standpoint, uh, since talking to a lot of these guys, I I honestly Valentino's a great guy. Larson mm-hmm. is a great guy. Oh, yeah. I, I really like a lot of the guys I've had these one-on-one opportunities to talk to, and I have a tremendous respect for their talents. They've always been wonderful artists, and also I think it was that too that it was more. Uh, artist, the artist ratio, artist to writer ratio oh, was sure. it was definitely more of an artist well, medium. To continue back with then. Christian's, um, you know. um, now I forget the word, uh, not allegory, impetuance. No, no, his oh. c- using it as a reference as a soccer game. Frenchitude. Oh yeah, kicking the ball. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Strike, strike they, first. They're really good at kicking first. the ball, but suddenly they had to be the people to go out and to to organize games and to find other teams to play against and to. Well, I, I guess when you realize that, like, in spite of all the critic uh, critics that have been directed towards them over the over the years, like DC and Marvel, I basically know how to play that game. They've been doing it for a long time, yeah, decades. And you can always <laughs> criticize them, but they are still keeping us like uh, hooked on comics, I guess. And like, uh, they are not the only ones. Hopefully, I think it's always important to have like a third voice, something we don't have that much in politics, but we still do a little in comics. And um, uh, but these guys in the end like know how to play the game. They, I mean, they 
I hear people like everyone who read comics at some point in their lives, like think that's like the way it should be done. And like what comes after is like a false or bullshit or like what have you. No, it's all good. I mean, you can sure. always go back to read like whatever you were reading, which you enjoyed. It's not disappeared. It's not being annihilated. It's, uh, it's still there in paper. And uh, so it's easy to criticize. But in the end, these guys know how to play the game with the good and the bad. And like uh, Image had a wonderful opportunity, I think, and they did uh, some good stuff, but they did not follow through. That's my uh, my take on it. And, and, and then the company was kind of you know totally retooled, reborn, and it's the image that we know today. And I think you know as, as Tom said, you know I, I I shudder to think about comics without Image today because I oh yeah, it's, it's such such a great publisher. That no gives brilliant us, ideas yeah, and, and, and open to open to different styles and different genres. Yep. And it's it's great. Right. Think of all the great writers who've come from there that wouldn't have had a voice elsewhere. Right. Sure. Absolutely. No, it, it it finally. I think the dream was realized that I think they initially put out there when they created Image, and now we are finally seeing the follow through. Mm-hmm. We've got some email. I want to knock out. We have not done this in a while, and if you would like to email the show, you can do so by uh, uh, sending us mail. Ma- we we have mail, <laughs> and uh, you can email us at info at aroundcomics uh, This one is from Peter Scott. And he says, you guys were discussing who would be the White Lantern. What about Sodom Yat? <clears throat> he died sacrificing his life, spoilers, to save and empower a planet. He's got the, uh, the Ion Force. Uh, in Final Crisis, wasn't he named as the Final Guardian? Like, uh, the, uh, but I do like the Dove angle, though. So uh, I, we may have some in, insider I, information I, I, here. I have... A bit of information, but not that I can share. So okay. I'm sorry. I'm a. Uh, I would have. Uh, what's this guy's name? Who sent uh, him Peter now? Scott. <laughs> Peter. I would have to kill Peter Scott after I said it, and everyone <laughs> who heard it. So. Uh, I want to live. I, I, oh, <laughs> I just got married. All, all I can say, I don't know if Saddam Yat is going to be like uh, White Lantern. I, I have no idea. However, I do know I want him back. He was a wonderful character, and I hope like. If uh, Black Snack restores, which I really do, like uh, restores like a lot mm-hmm. of the dead people back to life at the end, I really don't know that yet, except the, the part where it was all a dream, which I explained last week. Um, <laughs> the uh, I really hope he comes back. He's a wonderful character. He's got a, a great potential. I don't know specifically anything about him. Okay. And, and I cannot share the very ha, little ha, I know. Have we you confirmed s- that there's a White Lantern? You see him as the final guardian in uh, Legion of Three Worlds. Yes. yes. No, actually, I have not even confirmed, even for myself, <laughs> that there is a White Lantern. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's been the talk. I... I let me put it this way. I've heard rumors about a few things, but, you know, I'm like the third wheel here. Like, I'm just like the guy who gets, like, the info last, basically. And not necessarily the best mm. info either. Just ink this. Just make yeah. it look pretty. Just ink this. And, uh, <laughs> I, and, by the way, do something about that accent of yours, okay? We don't like it when you call the office. <laughs> Speak American. I, I don't have insider information other than Damn to it. say there absolutely will be a white lantern. But I, as much as I like Sodom as a character too, I don't think that it'll be him. I think that it's got to be somebody bigger. I think that it's not worth enough to do the character if it's somebody who isn't one of the core people. And as as cool the idea of it being Dove, it's not going to be Don mm-hmm. Hall. Maybe. It, it's and I keep saying that I think personally, and this is just Kyle. me guessing. This Kyle. I say Kyle. Yeah. I think Kyle's perfect, but Dal keeps telling me no, it's going to be Hal. And if you look at no, everything, God, he, he doesn't. Some- Gone through so much it. to make him Green Lantern again. He doesn't want Hal to be it, but yeah. 
Hal's also been a Blue Lantern and a Red Lantern over the course of this series. So, mm-hmm. who's to say he can't be? Um, who's to say he can't be the White Lantern for a part-time basis? Christian just blew my mind. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll put my pants back. My uh, pants back on. <laughs> he's pointing at me. I'm going to be the one. <laughs> oh, okay, our oh. next one is from John Wolf. Uh, just an FYI, Spotted Cow is readily available at the liquor store down the street here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Not rubbing it in or anything. Flip side is I can't find a point dark to save my life. Anyways, keep up the good work. Always you get a kick out of the show. Some with them. Also get some point dark yeah, yeah. And, and send it up to St. Paul. If you so, want some spotted Yeah, spotted cow. The search for the spotted elusive spotted we're gonna yeah. we're gonna be uh, sipping on some spotted cow tomorrow uh, or on Sunday for yeah. the uh, for the uh, Bears Vikings. I game. have a sampler pack of New Glarus beers. Ooh. I hope you guys bring something too because I'm gonna drink uh, twelve. I've got a six pack it's of a personal uh, sampling for I've me. Got, <laughs> I've got a six pack of spotted well, cow. Speaking home. of which I think we should replenish uh, Patrick's uh, fridge because No no, no that was bought that was bought just for this. That was bought just okay. for this. Patrick brought us uh, bought us the uh, the champagne of beers for That's what my grandma raised me on. All right, the last one is Woman. <laughs> a good woman. The last one is from Brian. Uh, hey guys, a longtime listener, hey, love the show. Just wanted to point out, uh, point you in the direction of DC's comic podcast, where they posted a bunch of panels from San Diego, specifically the spotlight on Bill Willingham. Mark Buckingham was in on the panel as well, and it looks like he's under the impression that Marvel is going to be releasing the previous Miracle Man material. Uh, I would have to assume he would be in the loop on that. Never, um, ever be sure about never, that. Be, never assume. Uh, anyway, just wanted to let you know, uh, in case no one else had uh, had told you, give up the uh, the great work. That's from Brian. So um, that I, was the point of them. Part of the point of them getting the license. I mean, is, are they? Are they? Is that in the plan? Is that they're going to release uh, yeah. all the all the you, you'd, you'd stuff? You have to assume, yeah, yeah. But I think they're going to start at the very very beginning. You guys talking about Marvelman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and when because you say I very thought beginning, you say Miracleman. You mean same, the beginning? Of, say, okay, okay. Yeah. You mean the beginning of Warrior and, and yes. Eclipse? Yes. Oh, sure. They're gonna they're gonna release the Golden Age stuff, which is pretty, well, the Golden yeah. Age stuff is is definite. But I think aside from that, as what you're saying is, they're going to start. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to retell okay. the entire. Well, good. New good. version as it's well. It's like the Allen. There's this, no this, reason this, to assume yeah. that Buckingham's so going to know anything you about it. They will mean, both he's got no proprietary like, uh, right to that the, at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Existing material and retail at the same time? or I think they will reprint the Golden Age stuff. I think they will restart the Alan Moore run that ended with Gaiman and Buckingham. Mm-hmm. And further, then, will continue the story. Because there is still a chapter of Gaiman and Buckingham's that has been written and drawn, but mm-hmm. hasn't been released. Oh, good. Um, anybody who thinks that Marvel Man Miracle Man was the character who was silhouetted in the Dark Reign Cabal one shot. Completely wrong. There's no Good. way it's going to be that. It's it's actually Molecule Man. That's no. I'm serious. Oh, it really yeah, is Molecule yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. There's not, not, not enough it. Molecule Man out there. Universe Man. Universe <laughs> Man. <laughs> exactly. The All right. Let's uh, let's wrap this one up. I want to thank everyone for those uh, emails. We got some voicemails to go over on the next time we record. Uh, keep emailing the show at info at comics dot com. You can uh, voicemail us at one eight 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 whatever. One eight 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 nine seven seven five nine zero three. Kind of. Um, uh, hey guys, uh, before mm-hmm. you finish, mm-hmm. I can also do an Irish accent. You know. A what? Accent? <laughs> I can do an Irish accent, guys. Hello. Tell me again. 
It's be Christian Army, folks. Look at that. From Dublin. Dublin. That was terrible. Hell, it's... What do you mean, terrible? That was awful. That was worse than my Irish accent. No, that's... Dublin is from me country. Yeah, that's country That's country Irish. Just keep away from his lucky charms. Sorry, it was an experiment. Michelle told me my Irish accent sucks. And well, I guess... All right, whatever. Losers. <laughs> You've never met someone who's really from Ireland, because that's how they sound. <laughs> All right, well, well I thought I had to try. <laughs> you can listen to Tom twice a week as he runs you through the history of the DC Universe and Tom versus The Flash. Yes. Uh, you could uh, check me out later on this week on 11 O'Clock Comics with my buddies David Price, Jason Wood, and Vince B. Remember to check out Challengers Comics Conversation if and when you are in Chicago. I want to plug a couple things real quickly. Yes. You have a comic book store. Tuesday, December, I don't know, 12th or 13th. The guys from C2E2 are going to be here as an mm-hmm. ambassador meet and greet thing, so people are welcome to come out and talk to them. So will I. Between... Direct from Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> Complete with his authentic shillelagh. I'm drinking, yeah. I'm drinking Guinness with a, a leprechaun. <laughs> I'm in Ireland right now. John Jameson and I came on the same boat. There's a no leprechaun. <laughs> There's no snakes uh, anywhere near. You guys are going to be here giving out hot chocolate, just talking to people between mm-hmm. 4 and 6 p.m., getting people excited for... For the C2E2 show in, in mm-hmm. April, so that'll be cool. Um, the 23rd and 24th of December, we are doing what we call Christmas Crisis, Blackest Night Before Christmas, mm-hmm. open for 30 straight hours. Oh We're not doing like sales or specials, we're just going to be open the entire time for anyone to come well, in. They're competing but, with Christianity right here. That's right. <laughs> and the, December 24th is Art Balthazar's birthday. Nice. So we are having a birthday party for him uh, between 2 and 4 a.m. Wow. Hilarious. Yes. Oh, yes. Good. My um, kind of stuff. I won't be here, sadly. You need to. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, man. You'll be back at the motherland. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah man. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm flying back to France. Like, just like uh, from New York, straight from New York. You're not French even stopping at Dublin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you're competing with Christmas. Well, I'm tra- I have a handicap, okay? So bear with me here. <laughs> Jesus was a terrible retailer. He, he ran he, a comic shop in his office. Hell of a car. Uh, and <laughs> as far as future recordings at Challengers, I don't know if there actually can be any because as of December 30th, there's no more Challengers. Huh? What? It is being oh, taken right. over. That's right, you guys. It's the hostile takeover. Yeah, we, we've been, we're forced out. As of December 30th, the store becomes Nortingers, and Mike Norton will be running the store. Oh, it December 30th? That yeah. bastard Mike he Norton. Has de- he has decreed that no comics come out that week except Blackest Night because he's a fan. And... Well, I kind of like it. It'll be <laughs> the uh, the first and only, well, the first time you can ever buy Mike's comic book, The Curse. I in, knew Mike Norton was evil. Last form. time on the show, you know, like he confessed he was walking around with a robe. Yeah. Like going, it's a true story. In this very store. So that's what, how in you... In this very store. He already thinks of this as his home. And we said, Mike, what else are you going to do? And he just said, that's just for the owner to know. <laughs> so, you mean, and then he hit down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, I mean, we're going to be there to work the register because he doesn't, quote, want to learn how. But I <laughs> You're working fully for Mike imag- now. Yeah, I fully You're imagine work- that. Yeah. That's the last day that I work at Challengers. So It's going to be like Ed DeBevitz. You guys can probably still record in this spot, but Watch it'll out. be Sometimes under Sometimes he walks Norton's around with sandwiches. <laughs> too. I mean, I thought I'd seen the worst thing with, like, you know, when I heard about, like, uh, Snuggie parties. You know, mm-hmm. like the Snuggies parties yes. where people, they get together in a bar in Snuggies. 
But That's might weird. not be them all is evil. <laughs> like, he's probably going to throw a hot I coffee on you. Of he's evil. He's taking away my store from me. Norton Jers. So one, and that that starts on uh, December Wednesday, December thirtieth. Okay, so uh, so uh, New Year's Eve. How long until he runs it into the ground? The, the New Year's Eve. Eve. Thank Eve. God I'll be in France, away from all that evil. <laughs> he might He'll take still France. Hear me weeping though. Yeah. yeah no, you, no you, way. No, no. I'll give his signal. He's a, a signalman to all like the frontier guards <laughs> and like the whole thing. He's what? not getting in my country. What, what is it? Pug if by land, two if by sea. Is that what, what Mike Norton would do? Say, hey, long hair, a beard, and a robe. Okay, Al Qaeda, buddy. Yeah. I'm telling you right there. <laughs> oh, speaking the of Mike, spe- speaking of uh, <laughs> Mike and our buddies over at uh, iFanboy, you should uh, head over there and uh, pre-order the Battle Pug the T-shirt. The Battle Pug, the fierce Battle Pug T-shirt, which looks awesome. So, all right. Well, I want to thank uh, Patrick as always hey, for my hosting pleasure. us here. Um, Jose, who's been in the the Peanut Gallery, Mr. Suntress, who's who's chimed in a couple times. Uh, this I will evening. not be denied. <laughs> Christian Alame, pick up a Green Lantern every month. We miss you. Yes. Uh, Tom Caters. Yeah. Yep. Was, keep, that, was that Gaelic? I didn't understand. Was that Gaelic? We miss you. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, no. I mean, uh, I'm also French. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, in oh, addition to. Next, you're going to tell us you're Greek. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that too. Calispera. <laughs> Greece. There you go. Greece isn't All a right. country. Everyone. <laughs> Greece is the word. <laughs> oh, have a fantastic rest of your week and weekend. We will be back again next week with another full-length episode. In the meantime. In between time. In between time. We'll be everywhere in and around. Grease the movie. The country. So I get to everyone in Mother Coats. Hey, Grease is the growth of everything you know. That's Greek anger. That's Greek anger. I didn't want to invoke the Greek anger. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production copyright 2009.